Welcome to Making Good Choices Podcast. I'm Sarah Quazera, and I'm so happy to be back. Uh, last time I talked to you guys was in May, so it's been about a month, and life has just been moving and grooving, which I'm sure, no matter where you are, it's the same for you. Uh, my birthday's coming up, so that's exciting. This will be my third birthday in Uganda. I'll be 33 on the 30th. <laughs> I love I love those number things. Um, but I, I love that because when Jesus was 33, that's when he was crucified. That's when he rose from the grave and became glorified. So I just know that there's so much that's going to happen this year. Um, like... And it's funny because the Bible tells us to take up our cross. And so there's been lots of dying of flesh, um, which I feel 33. It has to be the year where those things, you know, they die. Which is actually our theme this month at church at Res Life. God first in dying, dying to flesh, dying to sin, dying to selfish desires. And all of us have had lots of dying happening. <laughs> Uh, if you, if I could only like say the stories here, um, but God is good. Doxa just turned seven months. The kids are at school and in the ministry, this is the, the season of teams. So we are starting to have teams come, um, international teams. And so we're excited for that. It's always a, a real joy whenever old friends and new friends come and they minister and and help us. They bless us. Like they pour into us. We pour into them. It's so amazing. And um, the Res Life Saints, the basketball team, we're about to jump into round two, which is our first season in the National Basketball League, round two. And so we're more confident. We're ready. The cheerleaders are ready. Um, yeah. So that's what's happening and of course, Emma and I are in school. We're in Karis Bible College, and it's really blessed our lives. We've learned so much about the Word of God, the love of God. We've gotten to know Him more and more and and really been grounded in the Bible and in our faith. And we actually are supposed to graduate this year, and in order to do that, we have to go on a mission trip. So we are going on a mission trip to Kenya in September. After all the teams leave from their mission trips, we are going on a mission trip. And so we're going to Kenya in September and um, we would love the support from you guys, prayer, financial support. Um, it would be so helpful and so amazing. And it will be interesting because it's our first time traveling that far together. Um, and of course it's with ministry. So we're excited. Feel free to support whenever if you guys follow Emma on Instagram or me, um, you'll see that we did a course called the Lead Leader Course, and we did that last month, and it was really all about um, being a leader who can be led, making the most out of your season, and and we know that it blessed people, and you can go catch that on either of our Instagrams. Just be ready to take some notes. <laughs> um, but today, I want to jump in. And the topic for today is faith. Now, when we talk about faith, a lot of times, um, well, first, I, w I just want you to think, like, what comes to your mind when we talk about faith? With faith, I love that um, 
God gives us an opportunity to increase our understanding all the time. And understanding is so important. Actually, it can it can literally change so many things for you. It can change the provision in your life. Understanding can change the healing that you see in your life under or your health that you see in your life. Understanding can change your relationships. Think about whenever you have a misunderstanding with someone, what that does in a relationship. But when you have understanding, it moves your relationship forward. And that is um, so important. Understanding is so important when it comes to faith. In Proverbs chapter 2, it says, My son, if you receive my words and my tre- and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and incli- inclining your heart to understanding, Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Now, we know that we're in the New Testament, right? We know that we are in a dispensation that's not quite the same as when they were talking in Proverbs, but the same principles still apply. I find it so interesting that understanding comes from the mouth of God. That does not change, right? In Proverbs 2, verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom, semicolon, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He speaks understanding to us. And so how will we understand if we are not close with him? Understanding is so important when we're talking about faith because faith has gotten a bad rap. Or faith has gotten a confusing rap. You know, some people think of faith as hope, like just hoping for something. Or, which faith, hope is very powerful. Hope is so powerful. But some people can think of, um, that, that. but the thing about hope is that with hope, we are the ones in charge of our hope. In Proverbs, it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. We're the ones that control the hope that we have. So, faith is is a little bit different. Faith, in Hebrews 11, verse 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. Now, in verse 3, it says, By faith we understand. <laughs> so, we're talking about understanding. Faith and understanding go hand in hand. By faith, we understand. You cannot have understanding if you don't have faith. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. I'm going to read that again. Verse three, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. That means the things that are visible that we see now, they were created from the word of God. And we just found out that that by faith we understand. We can't understand such things if we don't have faith. We will not be able to understand how faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We won't be able to understand how, um, okay, we see all of this, all of this around us. God just spoke it into existence. Faith is what we use to understand. We have to have faith. Faith is so important. And I love that in Proverbs 2, 6, that it says that understanding is given from the, from the mouth of God, that he speaks it. If we go to Romans 10, verse 17, it says, faith comes from hearing 
and hearing through the word of Christ. Here's the issue that I think that we come up with when we're, you know, I'm, t- I'm speaking through making good choices, right? This is the issue that I feel like we come up with sometimes is that we try to make faith something that is ours. Now, that's not a problem if we know that it's God's faith first and, and then we take ownership. That's, that is how we're supposed to live. But when we think that the faith is ours first, that is when we end up getting disappointed. That is when we end up saying, ah, oh, but I have faith for this. I prayed for this. This didn't happen. And then we get disappointed because we had so much faith in our faith. Now, the interesting thing about faith is that faith is not ours. Think about, like, just put it in perspective. How crazy would it be when the Bible says, "By you have been saved... In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Now, sometimes we read that and think the gift of God is that we've been saved. And that's true. But the gift of God is also that we can have faith to receive the grace that he saved us with. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, it would be so crazy for God to send his son to die for us, to raise again and say, okay, now you have, a, you have to have enough faith to believe that. It is not our own doing, just as it said, it is not our own doing. It is the gift of God. Even faith is not our own doing. That can drive people crazy and they might think I'm a heathen for saying that. Even faith is not our own doing. Actually, if we go back to that scripture that I read in Romans 10 verse 17, that faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. It's so interesting because then the next few scriptures, it says, who has heard? Have not all heard? And then it says, yes, all have heard. It's gone throughout the entire world. Faith has has come. God doesn't just say, okay, um, this one gets faith and this one doesn't. This one does and this one doesn't. No, God is no respecter of persons. He's given us all faith, but it's his faith. He can't give us something that is not his. God has given us his faith. It's his faith. It's not Sarah's faith. So when it says that I've been saved by grace through faith, it's not by, it's not through Sarah's faith. It's through God's faith. And this is not my own work. It's the gift of God. It's not a result of works. No one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before that we should walk in them. He is so gracious that he's given us his own faith. We have the faith of God. That's it. We have the faith of God. A few scriptures that you guys might be familiar with about faith. Um, Romans 12 verse 3, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Now, God can't assign, or as some say, a portion. God can't give something that is not He is. It, Sarah doesn't muster up her own faith. Put in your name. You cannot muster up enough faith to receive the grace that, that has saved you. You cannot do that on your own. It is God's faith. I'm going to read this again. For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Some people, we read that scripture and we think, don't be proud, which sure, you can take it that way. Don't be proud, right? It's God doing it, not you. But if you piece together this scripture, 
You see, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Like, don't put yourself in God's seat thinking that you gave yourself faith. It's God who has given you that faith. I love that because it takes the pressure off. Some of you might even recall the scripture in 1 Corinthians 12. It's from verses 7 through 9, talking about a gift of faith, a gift of the Spirit. How can the Spirit give you a gift that is not of Him? It's Him. He's giving you Himself. The gift of faith is faith of God. It is not your faith. And no matter which which passages you look at of faith, whether it's the gift of faith, each of us have been given a portion of faith, whether you look at any of those verses, whether you look at any of those verses, it's God's faith. It's his faith. So if you think about like the the people who, who just confess, um, like, ah, I have a new car. I have faith for that new car. You have to think, where did the faith come from? Did it come from God? And and here's the thing. We can't be judges of that. So they, they can go ahead and do that all they want. But we have understanding because we use the faith of God. We have understanding. And understanding helps us discern things. From our own mouths, if we say, ah, give me that car, I have faith. We have to think, uh, okay, what what kind of faith are you using? Is it the faith of God or is it like in your mind you have mustered up enough strength to say, because I have said it, that car is mine. You know, it can it can become kind of tricky because God wants us to use our words the same way. Actually, we were created to do that, to use our words, to speak things as though they are when they're not. But that comes from understanding. <laughs> the understanding that comes from his mouth, remember in Proverbs, that this is his faith. We are speaking from him to the certain thing and it and it creates something. It produces something. It's really amazing, and it can be it can be interesting whenever you find yourself. Actually, we can talk about crazy faith. We can talk about all of this. You know, I think that's even trending right now, <laughs> or it's been trending. Actually, some people have called us that before, but it's not our faith. It's God's faith, and what we've done whenever. And um, the beautiful thing is, we're growing in this. This is a process. When I listen to this podcast that I'm making now, two years from now, I'm going to look back and say, "Well." <laughs> that girl, like some of you might be able to relate with your Facebook statuses from 2008. You look back and you're like, oh my goodness, what was she saying? <laughs> but if you think about it, you grow in understanding. And so God is so gracious in that, that as I'm speaking right now, we're all growing in understanding. But what we can do is, as I mentioned, like people who might speak and they say it's faith, yet it's just them mustering up enough strength to claim something. As opposed to saying, okay, God's faith is inside you. The faith of God. The same faith. By faith, we understand that the worlds were created by the word of God. <laughs> that faith. We acknowledge this faith is God's faith. We understand as the spirit helps us that this faith is God's faith. And what we do is we take it and we say, now I'm taking ownership of this thing. It's like we're stewarding the faith that God has given us. It's God's faith. It's not our faith. He's given us faith. We receive it. And that's something even so beautiful. Even Abraham did. He knew that thing was God's. He knew it was God's. When he took Isaac up the mountain and got ready to sacrifice him, he knew it was God's faith. This, this thing that we carry is God's. It's not our own. 
And so it takes a lot of pressure off of us that we can go and we can pray for people. And no matter what happens, no matter what we see, we have faith of, of the word. You can't have faith apart from the word of God. You can't have that. And some people say word of faith. Okay, I, I want you to even like block out anything you know about the word of faith movement right now. You can't have faith without the word. That's where you get the understanding. And you can't be saved without faith. Do you think God would say, okay, I'm going to send Jesus. Jesus is going to die, resurrect. And whoever has enough faith to believe, whoever can muster up enough faith, they will be saved. No, he wants us all to be saved. That not one would perish. He's given us his faith. Now, I want to go back to Hebrews 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. The conviction. That's what my version says is ESV. And I love ESV because it's the more literal version. The conviction of things not seen. Do you have that conviction of something that's not seen? You need to take whatever that thing is. Don't just let it stay as a conviction. Don't just let it stay as something. Ah, maybe this will happen. You speak it out. You pray it out. You talk to God about it because he's the one that put that conviction there. And you can trust that. You trust it. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You don't have to be nervous about that. If you have a conviction about something that is really big, then that's probably God because God doesn't give you a bunch of small things, right? He gives you things that you have to use his faith for. His faith. And you you might say, I don't have the gift of faith. You have the gift of God. You have God and you have his faith. You take that faith, the assurance of that thing hoped for, the conviction of the thing not seen, and you speak it. You pray it over. You allow the Spirit to show you the things. You write it down. And you partner with God. The Bible says we are co-workers with Christ. Why would we be co-workers with Christ if there was nothing to do? right? Like, why would we be co-workers with Christ if we would just sit there and do nothing? He wants us to work with him. We can't work with Christ apart from faith, apart from understanding. So we work with Christ and we know in 2 Corinthians one twenty, I love this because sometimes when people are um, speaking, they're saying the promises of God are yes and amen. There's even songs about yes and amen, but I want to bring you more understanding here. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. And yes is capitalized, by the way. For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. You can't have a promise of God apart from God, period. The promises of God find their yes in Him. That is why it is through Him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. That is why through him we utter our amen to God for his glory. What are the things that you're saying amen to? Here it's such a culture that we say amen a lot. What are the things that that you're saying amen to? Are you just saying it just because amen is so powerful. The promises find their yes in God. So we utter amen. The promises find their yes in God. So we are the ones that utter our amen. It's his yes, it's our amen. It's his yes, it's our amen. So when we say the promises of God are yes and amen, ah, 
the promises of God find their yes in God, we are the ones to amen it. That is co-laboring with Christ. What is the conviction that God has given you by faith for you to say, you've given me this, you've given me the promise. It's yes in you. For me, I say, amen. And it says to the glory of God, of course, right? Let's, I just want you to think about that. I want you to make the good choice of partnering with God, knowing that it's his faith that has saved you. It is his faith that made these worlds. But if you notice, by faith, we understand that the worlds were created through the word of God. The worlds weren't created just because God had faith for them. It's because he said the word. He spoke about it. And he's given us that same authority that just as the scripture said, the promises of God find their yes in him. But we utter the amen. So today we just say amen. I hope that you um, maybe go meditate on that, that, that God has given you his faith. Take the pressure off of yourself and go crazy. What you have conviction about, you speak about it, you pray about it. What you have, that substance, another word for that conviction is substance of things not seen. What is that substance? What what kind of uh, thing do you long for or you do you see? His promises find their yes in him, but we utter our amen. So I hope that this blessed you. I'm also still processing and, and walking through this. Um, but I just know that faith is something that gets such a bad rap sometimes. But faith is from God. It's his faith. So I want you to use it. I want you to know that apart from faith, you can't even be saved. <laughs> faith, is, faith is your portion. And it's so amazing that God has given it to us. So let me just pray. Father, we utter our amen to you. We utter our amen to the promises that you've given us that find their yes in you, Lord. The promises of fruitfulness, the promises of stability, the promises of security, Lord. The promises of having a heritage, Lord. The people who who are trying to conceive, Lord. Whatever it is that they're trying to conceive, God, that you have ordained. We thank you that all life comes from you, abundant life. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that the promises of God are yes, they find their yes in you, and we utter our amen. Lord, I just pray over each person listening to this that they don't think they have to muster up enough faith, Lord, but that they realize they have the faith of God. Thank you, Lord, for your faith. Thank you, Lord, for your faith. Thank you, Lord, for your faith. And thank you, Lord, for your understanding that the scriptures will open up as they even read more and more about this or think of scriptures that have faith in it, Lord that Holy Spirit, you speak to them. God, we bless you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody, go out and make good choices. We'll talk soon.